there's a huge lack of awareness um, just based on what our culture does. I mean, a lot of women go have their babies and their doctors are like, great, do whatever you want. See you in a year. Welcome to the Big Self Podcast. We are a community for curious people, for people at a life or career crossroads, ready to rejoin their soul and their role. We are insatiably curious about how self-knowledge can make us better humans and help us make a bigger impact. The more we learn, the better we get. And there are people from a wide variety of disciplines doing the work. They can teach us something about ourselves and the work we can do. I'm Shelley Prevost. I'm an educational psychologist. And I'm Chad Prevost. I'm a writer and teacher. We are partners in business and partners in life. We have in-depth conversations that cut to the chase and reveal that our inner work is critical if we want to leave a mark on the world. This is Big Self Work. Let's get started. Jenna Bice is a doctor of physical therapy and a women's health specialist. She gets on the line with us today to talk about her experience as the co-founder of Heal at Home Moms. She's right now quarantining with her husband and three young children. She talks about trying to change the postpartum psychology, how to form good habits that combat stress and help to heal the body in sustainable ways, as well as some of the challenges and emotions she's experienced in launching her own business and how her missional purpose keeps her going. So Jenna, how are you all doing? How's your family? You know, in a lot of ways, we're doing well. I mean, you know, like I joke that I'm so fortunate to be sheltered in place with people I really love because mm. um, the truth is that's not the case for everybody. Right. So I feel very fortunate for that. Um, but I am an extrovert and I'm used to getting out and feeling like I accomplish things. Um, and Brian has a very heavy workload. And him accomplishing that, he actually loves working remotely, but working remotely with all three of our kids out of daycare and school in the house is a very different situation. And three little ones. Yeah. What are yeah. And Lily just turned seven. She's our oldest. And then we have a four-year-old and a two, a brand new two-year-old. Um, so, and we are used to preschool uh, pre-K and first grade. <laughs> um, yeah. And all of those things, of course, have been closed now for over a month. Now, so um, that would just be a major a adjustment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I got furloughed for my clinic job, which honestly makes perfect sense considering the circumstances, but that is still a big change. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I think the biggest thing is that was kind of my, while I still was going to work, that was like my escape kind of, mm -hmm. um, though it did make things more complicated for Brian and it did technically, you know, it was, even if uh, we were super, super careful, it was technically putting our family at risk. Right. So I, I am grateful, um, for the simplicity, but I'm also missing that part of my life. Yeah. Now, is it, um, was that your practice though? So no. So I, so I'm a weird combination where I've worked for the same company, like a big company um, for outpatient physical therapy and orthopedics. I've worked for them since I graduated in 2011. Um, I'm part-time. So, and one of the reasons I do part-time is I have three little kids and the other part is because I have my own business. Mm -hmm. So I do my own business online and then I do clinic for them. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been doing. And so I don't know the whole thing, but honestly, lo the logistics are one thing, but 
the emotional stuff this past week or two has been really hard. Um, Just like you were saying, Shelly, that like, this is a crazy time for many people. And I feel like in my situation, I've seen a lot of people getting angry with each other or Mm -hmm. not having grace for people for doing the best they can. Um, And kind of only thinking about how it affects them rather than thinking about like where the other people might be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been, that's not how I like to live my life. And it's been really frustrating to see. I I just am like, isn't there enough grace to go around? You know, Mm -hmm. like we all need some grace right now. Um, We're all in a challenging situation in a different way. So if we could just send some love to each other and some understanding that would just, Oh my gosh. Mm. But people are, you know, their tempers are shortening. Yeah. When we are in this level of stress, we devolve into kind of the worst versions of ourselves. And we're like really conscious and aware and, and practicing, um, not doing that. It's just hard to do. Yeah. So, so and that just makes me sad. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know I, I'm feeling it with you, uh, and seeing it also. I want to back up a little bit. Um, So we have let people know who you are and what you're about. Um, Chad and I were talking about who we wanted to have on the show to talk to, and your name uh, flew to the top of the list almost as soon as we started the podcast because we have been able to witness your, you know, your progression over, um, I've just been really been inspired by you as someone who is using her gifts in really remarkable ways. Um, so the whole mission of big self is, is for wholehearted high achievers. How can we do our big <laughs> work in the world um, in ways that is still life-giving and affirming for not only us, but for the people we serve and, and, and not depleting us in, in ways. Yeah. Oh, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> My slack oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, so I wanted you, if you would, to talk, um, you know, you got your, your doctorate in physical therapy. You have started your own um, business, helping moms, yes. and you have a full family. So you're very driven. Could you <laughs> share with us a little bit about what drives you? That isn't, yeah. So that's a great question. So first I just want to add that it's, it's kind of funny because yes, I'm a physical therapist and for a long time, you know, and for me, I felt like things were pretty simply laid out. It's like apply for PT school, get into PT school, get good grades, graduate, sign with a company. Like it was very straightforward. Um, and then here I'm married to this artist and his stuff is very up and down and emotional. And I remember as I was supporting him, I was like, Man, I am so grateful. I don't have this emotional roller coaster <laughs> that you backwards. do. <laughs> you know, and the funny part is, I have just—I mean, basically got—I am, I think, a dreamer and entrepreneur in spirit. Mm-hmm. And I basically got, well, I love treating. I got a little bit like, wait, I've already done it. Like I've kind of accomplished everything that I can accomplish here, um, as far as growth. And I also saw needs. Um, I love treating patients in person, Mm -hmm. but our medical system has some flaws. And I just saw many people not be able to get the treatment they needed, whether it was due to time constraints or a lot of moms don't know about these things to to help themselves. Um, There's a huge lack of awareness. 
um, just based on what our culture does. I mean, a lot of women go have their babies and their doctors are like, great, do whatever you want. See you in a year. Um, and so, but then also therapy can be really expensive. So basically I just was like, how can I help these women and how can I grow in my, in my life? Um, Mm. and so I had this idea about what I felt needed to exist. Um, and that's kind of how it started. Right. So I had this idea on what I wanted, like, what would I want as a mom with little kids? Um, for me, like convenience is huge. Um, cause so, getting multiple kids out the door to an appointment a couple times a week is a very lofty task. And so is that the, the mission and, and purpose of, um, the business heal at home moms? Is that, um, is that like where that drive came from? Yeah. I think that I basically felt like, first of all, there's not a lot of awareness about this. And for years now in my professional career, I've spent a lot of energy and time marketing to doctors. And while I think that's great, a lot of doctors still don't tell their patients about this. So I kind of was like, I want to, I'd rather go to the source. I'd rather go to moms themselves and educate them directly. Um, that way, if they care, then they have the resources to better themselves. And they're not dependent on someone like approving them to take care of their bodies, if that makes sense. Totally. So it sounds like it's very empathy driven that you can, you, you were able to kind of put yourself in those, in that situation, having had children, having also Mm -hmm. kind of crossed over into the medical community to see a need um, and have the courage to jump in. How, how did you get the courage? Cause I see so many people kind of stand on the precipice and they're like looking over and they're like, okay, I see the need. I have an idea. I think I have the gifts to do this, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah. No. How did you have the courage to do that? Um, it took a while, honestly, I'd say that I had the idea a full three years before I did okay. it. And part of that was I was in the middle of having babies. Um, At the time, I was actually still directing a clinic um, and working full time. And it was just one of those things where I had this dream, but I also was like, I don't, you know, and then there was the financial barrier of starting a business. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of different things, but I definitely actually dealt with some anxiety early on. And so I just like stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, Brian got me the sweetest uh, birthday present with like all this video equipment and lighting to like make our own videos for these things. And it gave me so much anxiety that he returned it all. Uh, it was like the best, worst gift yeah, ever. It's like too much, um, too soon. No, I, I've done a little bit of that. Yeah, with that Shelley. sounds familiar. That's funny. <laughs> but um, so yeah, with all of that, we kind of put it on hold. And I think that for me personally, I do wish I'd started back then, except that I just wasn't ready. Um, so when, when I finished having my children, which we knew we were going to stop with three, so we had three. And even though he was still really young, um, I, I decided to get a partner. So that for me was what helped me mm-hmm. jump over the edge kind of and start this. So I basically reached out to the other uh, women's health and public health specialist in town that I greatly respect. And I said, hey, I have this idea. This is what it is. I pretty much have it laid out. Would you like to make it with me? Um, and she got excited about the idea as well. And so she said yes. 
And then it was a matter of setting dates and even the financial burden we helped share. We both uh, financed it ourselves, mm-hmm. but we helped share that burden. Um, but I had someone to bounce ideas off of. I had someone to talk about, you know, medical logistics, um, research articles, you know, like it, it, it didn't feel as lonely yeah. anymore. And I'm kind of a big thinker and she's uh, really good at the details. And so I also felt like she helped make up for some of my weaknesses. Yeah. I love that. And I want to make sure people hear that, that this is not a solo effort necessarily. I think that being able to be self-aware enough to know what you need in order to make that leap is really important. And I think for a lot of women, it's, it is collaborative. Like it is this, um, and I felt that way sitting in, you know, this office for a very long time, but I felt like by myself and I'm a verbal processor, my husband will tell you. And so not to have <laughs> somebody that you can kind of dance with around these ideas and kind of experiment with. I think that's, um, it can be limiting to a lot of people so that you knew that about yourself, I think is awesome. Yeah. I'm also very fortunate that I'm married to someone who's not only very supportive of like my mission and what I want to do for women, but he also practically speaking helps fill in some of my gaps Mm -hmm. as well in the sense that he's a writer and he does marketing. So um, he's either taught me or has taken over certain aspects of our business, which has been really helpful. What's some of the like inner monologue that you've had to, that you're aware of like within your own thinking that you really had to address um, in order to make this, make your business happen? Um, I think, honestly, one of the things was always comparing yourself oh to others. Oh gosh, yes. And, mm-hmm. Right? So it could literally be, because it's frustrating because you both, you're like, oh, well, this person, so I've been a specialist in my field since 2011 um, since I graduated, right? I was actually the one who started the women's health program uh, for my company. Uh, and there, at the time, there was only one other PT within like 120 miles that did this. Wow. But despite despite all of that, you're still like, well, so-and-so knows more than me or they, and especially as I've been having children, I have a lot of practical experience, mm-hmm. but other people have been like digging into research or, you know, yeah. um, which I haven't had as much time for which is one of the reasons I love having Erin with me because she has had time for that. But um, I think there's this comparison. I had one friend who's a PT who, when I told them I was doing this, they're like, so you really think that you're like the expert? <laughs> like, And I was like, I think that I know a ton more than most people mm. um, in this area. And, if, and I don't think that to do something well, you necessarily have to be the best in America. Right. You know, I think that I think that if you can reach people and you know information they don't that could help them with their lives, then I think that really should be enough. Um, it's okay for there to be another person who might be better at you because all or better at something than you. Um, and for you to, so for instance, our whole thing is to not get over medical with people. Mm-hmm. We try to teach it in a funny way, in a disarming way, in a conversational tone um, rather than like a medical textbook. I noticed. Which, which I noticed. is way better, by the way. I agree. I agree. You know, but so, but then there's also the whole thing of then I see people on social media who have, well, they also been doing it longer, but they um, have like way more followers and people are, are and I, I look at their stuff and I'm like, they, do they have any actual medical 
things to support this at all. So it's, it's funny because it's just very confusing. Um, but you're constantly feeling less than, I think, when you, because you're putting yourself out there. And that's something I did not deal with when I was just practicing. I went to work, I treated, they got better, referrals came in, that was enough. So it's been interesting because this is a whole new thing where like, even when it's going really well, I kind of go up and down emotionally about like, um, if I feel like it's doing enough or not. And I have to ground myself again and be like, no, I got into this to help women. And when I have women write me saying that they've been helped, that's, that's Mm -hmm. great. Like, that's what I wanted. There's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of risk, I guess, and and a lot of reward as well. I noticed on your FAQs, like question number one is who do you think you are? So, (laughs) right. So um, I think that you're um, already kind of um, thinking about those things and and perhaps um, maybe had that question. Um, But I was like, Janet, so I'm. (laughs) Yeah, we try to keep it fun. I mean, like, because people are really, I think the reason we went with that tone, like that kind of jokey and like aggressive tone is that um, there is that sense of like, well, why are you bringing this up? And we're like, well, let me tell you, like, you know, and we just thought like make a joke out of it since some of that exists, you know? So, right. I thought it was funny. Um, So (laughs) I, so I know, um, wow. It's like, I'm sure that what this, the rise in stress from the women that you're seeing must be, must have just taken a dramatic pivot over the past, uh, I don't know, six to eight weeks or, or so or more. Um, but I was wondering, so you have, you, you did get your doctorate in physical therapy in 2011, as you've mentioned. And, uh, and mm-hmm. so you've seen, you've seen a trend, I would say for a, a good decade. I was wondering overall with the women you serve, have, have you seen trends, either good or bad, uh, with the women that you serve? Um, and you know, is that different from the rise in stress with the clients that you're seeing like right here in the short term? That is a great question. So yeah, right now it's very different. Um, but I'd say that the overall trend before COVID, um, was really exciting in the sense that when I first started this, I mean, very few people knew my job existed and therefore very few people knew that they could ever get help for some of these issues. And so the fact that there are more and more, I mean, like I said, I was the second pelvic health therapist in Chattanooga. And I think now, if I were to guess, we have at least 12 Mm. or 15. I mean, and they all are busy. So that means that way more people are getting help. Um, And I think that the reason that's happening is that more and more of us are trying to spread awareness about these issues. And so when someone's like, oh, yeah, I saw so-and-so, I'm like, awesome. (laughs) I'm so like, there's enough love for everyone. And I want people to find the therapist or the online program that fits them best, that works for them best. Um, So I think that one of my my doctors gave me a really awesome, it it was to me, I considered a really awesome compliment where she said that, um, she said, my patients are asking smarter questions. Um, which she attributed to some of the work that we're doing. And I is like, great. Like we want women to know. So I think that's one of the big changes in the last decade is that people are becoming more aware um, of what to ask and how to seek help and what to do about it. Um, Over the last two months, oh, it's been so different because I will say that um, a lot of the things I treat are not life-threatening. So I'd say that 
we don't want to put them on hold necessarily, but moms are also dealing with the same reality day to day that I am, um, which is usually it's impossible to get much done because you have a bunch of little kids constantly needing you. Um, so that's been a big adjustment for me and Brian, because we are both very driven to like set goals and then try to reach them. Um, and right now that feels a little impossible with our reality because there's just, there is no break. Um, but, and I think we've had moms like purchase our program and some are doing fantastic and others are like, I got through one of the exercises this week, you know, and I'm like, you know what? That's wonderful. That's why there's no time limit on it. Like you take as much time as you need um, because you have to balance that with, uh, you know, what's going on. So I think a lot of people are feeling strained and if nothing else, I think they're grateful to have telehealth options and online program options that are self-paced because it's at least doable. Um, I don't know many women that are still going into the clinic. Mm -hmm right now, just because these aren't necessarily, um, you know, these are things that can maybe wait two weeks, I guess is probably the way yeah, to say we've it. all kind of, <clears throat> the, you know, think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We're all kind of down at the bottom of the triangle right now with physiological yeah. safety, belonging needs. Um, I think really looking for ways to get those needs met. And so some of those mm-hmm. other really important needs I think have gone on the periphery and I'm, you know, which is, um, the, it's what it is right now. Um, and I'm hopeful that over the next couple of months, we're going to get back into the higher part of that triangle. Um, where we do get yes. to meet and, uh, you know, uh, ac- access other kinds of, uh, help like what you're doing, Jenna. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it has been amazing. I have to say we've had lots of moms signing up, which is wonderful. And a lot of them are very excited and I'm getting way more emails and comments and questions, you know, than, than usual. Um, and that shows that they're diving in. Um, I just think that my big thing is letting every mom know that like, this is because all of the people are, or most of them are young mothers, right. Who are doing Mm -hmm. this program. So they're dealing with the same day to day that I am. And, um, so I think it's great that they can almost find a way to serve themselves yes. and, and improve their health while they're home. And then I know for me, I almost need a sense of accomplishment each day to make me feel really good about my day. Um, and doing something like doing something that's good for your health, whether it's mental or physical, is like a huge, that's like, if you can choose a thing to accomplish, I think to do something that's mentally or physically good for your health right now. Let me ask you this, Jenna. So who are the women that find you? Like if they're out there listening or we can help promote what you're, what you're building when, you know, kind of paint the picture for the mom who comes and finds you and what she might be struggling with or where, what her, what questions is she facing? What are the needs that she's looking to have met? That is a great question. Um, I mean, we have such a variety Mm -hmm. and sadly, unless they reach out to me, I don't always know, you know, Um, but I have had more and more people reaching out. So I think that to start with, so the program we've built is eight weeks um, of education and exercise online. And so it's self-paced, which I think is really helpful. Um, There's no pressure, Mm -hmm. right? If you miss a couple of days, you can hop back in. Um, 
a lot of the questions I've been having recently, I think a lot of people with prolapse, uh, pelvic organ prolapse, uh, we have a lot of those. And those, those moms also, therefore, I think have a lot of questions, which is great. We love answering mm-hmm. questions because we're doing this to help people. So if you need to ask questions to get out of it what you need, then that's yeah. what we're here for. Um, also, a lot of moms that maybe had tearing with birth, that's another common question that I get, um, even surgical repair after having babies. Um Moms with abdominal separation, like psoriasis, um, some pelvic pain. There's, I think there's also just a lot of, there's more and more just moms wanting to be proactive about their health and prevent issues. Because one of my little uh, things that I love to preach because it's really important to me is that just because you only have mild issues right now, like, so the perfect example is like a mom feels pretty healthy, everything's back to normal, but if she jumps on the trampoline, she might pee her pants, like yep. just a little bit. That's like a super normal thing that people like laugh about all the time and, and thing. whatnot. Yeah. It's a thing. So, I mean, come on, you had a baby. It's totally understandable that that's a thing. But um, I think a lot of moms just push that off. Um, and my, what am I encouraging or one of the things I try to encourage moms on is like, no, let's go ahead and like heal your body and be proactive so that that doesn't become like a major issue after menopause. Mm. Yeah. Because it, it does. So my thought is while we have a lot of younger moms, I mean, we talk about on our site that whether you had a baby four weeks ago or whether you had a baby, I mean, we've had grandmothers doing our program with their daughters mm-hmm. and they've written us and been like, it got rid of all of my bladder problems. Oh, wow. um, so it it doesn't have to be like I had a baby within the last yeah, five years okay. at all. Like, But, um, but I am trying to encourage more and more women to just be interested and proactive about their health mm-hmm. basically so that they can not only take care of issues, but prevent future issues. I wish that was our system right now. It's like ignore it until we need yeah. surgery. Um, and I would like us to get more involved because it doesn't actually take a lot to heal your body. Well, if someone who knows what they're talking about is able to mm-hmm. guide you in that. Okay. Well, and I, I mean, I'm thinking t- too of the the stress that your clients are under and uh, that we're all under. We were talking about the the top of the show, and it seems like the very thing that you guys are teaching, um, you know, creating some habits. Where it's apparently um, there's a lot of literature now that like the beginning of good habits kind of begins with. Be just simply being active and doing exercise, and then others can can materialize from there. So it sounds like you guys are really teaching some stuff. I would think that the the immediacy, treating the immediate needs, the the sharp uh, rise in stress, you guys are teaching things that would directly relate to how people could feel better. Yeah. So um, I think that actually. The, um, the things that we teach has a really positive effect on habits and stress, actually. So for instance, breathing is a really big thing that we go into um, because believe it or not, our breathing directly changes both our stress levels, but also our body's ab- ability to heal. Um, so if someone's under a lot of stress and they're breathing very shallow all day, which is very typical for stress. You do like a chest breath and not a deep diaphragmatic breath. Well, when you chest breathe and you're stressed or you have anxiety, that puts your body into this fight or flight system. And that messes with your gut. That makes it difficult for your pelvic floor to heal. 
Um, it makes it more likely for you to hurt yourself when you lift your kid or when you lift up a bag of groceries. Um, so, and it, all that being said, one of the things that we do in our program is actually we teach people how to breathe properly and how to engage. Your pelvic floor is actually supposed to engage with your breath, actually, is one of the things. So we teach them how to do that. And then when they do these deep diaphragmatic breaths, not only is it healing to their deep core after having a baby, but it also is going to help decrease their stress, their anxiety, which allows your body to heal better. Um, so we try to get them into that parasympathetic system, that rest and digest. And I mean, everything, your gut improves when you do that. Um, and then we also are huge on while they're exercising six days a week through our videos, um, that consistency helps build habits. And then our big thing is you can do exercise for 20 minutes a day, but if you never transfer this into your life and make it, like you said, like a functional day-to-day habit, then you might be a little frustrated with your progress. The whole goal is to change your posture, change the way you lift, change the way that you squat, right? Like these are all things that we do every day that if we try to make those new habits, then all of a sudden you're going to be amazed with how much better you feel um, because you do that all day long. Does yeah. that make sense? I was, I've always been impressed with, from what I've seen from the outside looking in at your program, um, because there is a gentleness to it. I think, you know, I remember uh, my kids are older, but when they, I was, I was postpartum with all of them, there was a belief that I had, and I think perpetuated by our culture pretty strongly that you go back to the gym, you start like, you know, the hardcore workout, like there's this, there's this expectation that you lose the baby weight. And I think your approach yeah. is really um, an inside out approach. And it's, I mean, healing at home, yes. healing, you're healing your body. You're not continuing to put it under stress in order to yeah. kind of, uh, uh, follow the mandate that the culture sets for us as women. Yeah, there is. I mean, and I even felt that, especially with my first um, seven years ago. I mean, I'm a postpartum therapist and I was at the gym trying to Mm -hmm. run and it's like, oh my gosh, I look back at even me seven years ago. um, And, but that's because that's what our culture says to do. And a lot of moms don't know what to do other than that as well, because they're not being equipped. But yes, no, we definitely talk about changing that postpartum mentality, allowing your body time to recover not trying to fit into your genes six weeks after you have a baby because for majority of people that's completely unrealistic and to get there you're actually harming your body for a lot of women um so instead we talk about like loving yourself appreciating what your body did for you i mean it made a freaking human being (laughs) uh it's okay for it to take some time for your clothes to fit the way that you want them to um but i will say that as we so yes our our stance is give yourself grace, work on healing rather than what our culture tries to put pressure on you about um, because your body in the long run will thank you. Mm. So if women could actually focus on healing their body from the inside out, I think it'll be better for their stress. It'll be better for all these annoying symptoms that can happen from childbirth. Um, But also in the long run, your body's going to be healthier. Like you're literally building these habits that are going to help you for the rest of your life. 70% of women in their lifetime have issues with these things. It is most women. And so why, why can't we drop, pull that way back by teaching them that postpartum we start 
like focusing on actual healing and things that are really helpful for your body. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, healing from the inside out. The, the great thing is, yes, we all have some vanity to us. Of course we do. We're humans. So the beautiful thing is that healing your body from the inside out does have positive effects on yeah. the outside. Yes, your stomach tightens. Yes, um, you get muscle back, right? Like I joke about the mom butt syndrome where you have like no butt after the baby because they ate it all away. Well, they had a thing like no um, butt syndrome? Oh my gosh. It totally is. So like mom butt is what people oh, say. Hilarious. Anyways, but so in our program, we focus a lot on strengthening glutes because glutes are really helpful in helping your abs heal actually, or helping with prolapse, or it's like this whole canister system. We need our glutes to support our body and to have good posture. So the the health side is it's really important to build back glute strength. The kind of external vanity side that also exists is you, you get, get your butt back, back right? right. So, or maybe better. I'm a big better. supporter of that. <laughs> that <is a> <laughs> I mean, like, of course women want to like feel like they look good. But the beautiful thing is you can do both. You can, you can, you can feel like you look good and, but you, while you're taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and doing something yeah. good for yourself. So it's not either or. No, it's not. I mean, it can be if, if someone j- jumps right back into like high intensity exercise without ever doing the restorative stuff, then I think they'll be pretty mm-hmm. frustrated by, or one person, their body might handle it. Even if it's not good for them, they like to- their body tolerates it. But then someone else tries to do that and it's, their body's definitely not ready and they hurt themselves. Um, and so then that person feels like they're less than because they're watching this person. They were able to do it, you know? So yeah. Why can't I? And and I just, I'm like, well, actually, just because someone looks fit on the outside doesn't mean that their body on the inside is healed well or that that was even a good choice for mm. them. So it's just good to remember that everybody is their own person. But one thing I can definitely stand by is it would only be helpful for every person to learn about their anatomy, mm. <laughs> learn about these systems so that they can have a healthier body. Um I always say the part that I treat is literally the center of your body. So why we ignore it is, a, I mean, I think that really has more cultural implications than oh, anything yeah. else. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, I see a gigantic opportunity for, for Heal at Home Moms. Through, I mean, I know there's been a lot of growth, it sounds like, over this past decade. But, I mean, I would think that you know, more than ever, what you guys are offering would be, um, attractive as an opportunity. Um, Jenna, so I, I have a pretty good sense that of how you guys with three young kids and, you know, even Brian working <laughs> at home, how you guys are kind of hanging in there and surviving. Um, but I do see some opportunities for some thrivings, but so my question is when we're ready to get back to the way things were just a few months ago, what are some ways you want normal to be normal again? And what are some ways you want to hold on to what you're learning from the experience? Well, something I definitely want to hold on to is that I'm able to go from my daytime pajamas into my nighttime pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, No, that actually, I would enjoy putting on real clothes again, actually. But, uh, no, so things that I want to hold on to from this time, because I think I can think of more things I'd like to get back to, honestly, but maybe with a new perspective. Um, but I have really enjoyed, for instance, homeschooling two of my kids. I feel like I've learned new parts 
about mm. them and the way their brains work. And um, that's been different. Yeah. Um, and I, I've really enjoyed seeing that side of them. So that's been really cool. Um, I also think that being in a period like this, you, you grow in your relationships because you have to have some difficult conversations and work through things. Um, and that's, I think people only grow mm. from stuff like that when it's done well. Um, I also think that this is a time where people are doing a lot of research and trying to find ways to improve themselves from home, which is exactly Mm -hmm. what I do. So that's been neat to kind of, I think the healthcare system in general is like, oh, maybe we should do it like Jenna and other people. Let's consider this approach for serving people this way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that people were reaching a future where people need options. They need uh, things that are convenient for them. So they're actually doable and, um, and learning that, that there's a lot of room for growth in these areas. So yes. Um, as far as things I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to, I am an extrovert. Um, so I am very much looking forward to being able to have community with people other than simply through Zoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, getting to have some in-person community. I'm also a huge lover of being outside of experiences and hiking and all these things that have currently been pretty much removed Wait, from us. I mean, why have um, they shut down the state and national parks? I don't know. I think that it's it's so silly to me that a few people not making good choices ruin something for everyone because I think most of us are very happy. I mean, when I go on a run now, if someone's coming down the street, they go to one side, I go to the other. Like yeah. every, I think people are like, let's this is be safe hard. and use common sense. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really not hard. Um, so I think that people may have been a little quick to completely remove things only because those things also have a lot to do with a lot of our mental health. I know. Um, so, so people being able to go trail running or to hike with their children. I mean, the fact that those things have kind of been removed, I do understand why they did it. There were certain places that were having these extreme influx of people and they weren't being careful. And I a hundred percent understand and support that, but I wish there was a middle ground where they could say, let's be careful. Let's only allow so many people at a time. Um, certain things like that would have been, life giving for certain individuals that really need that right now. While, I mean, while I was still practicing, because I only stopped a week ago. Um, I mean, I had people come in talking about some of their addiction issues and how they were really struggling right now. And that they, I mean, one of their outlets was being able to yeah. go yep. outdoors and that's been taken away for a lot of people. Um, so just trying to, it's a balancing act, but yeah, those are things I'm very much looking forward to. Also when um, this is, when things are not as intense, when there's not a shelter in place, I'm actually going to start doing concierge physical therapy, which means I will be coming to nice. people's homes. That's great. Yeah. So I'll be doing that. And I think that'll be both very helpful for them because they can still say, stay safe and I'll gown up and um, I'll be very safe, but it will allow for some hands-on healing that's also needed for certain that's right, individuals. Yeah. Cause that's great. Some people can heal completely through like what I offer online. Um, and then some people need more. So um, something in addition to that. So I'm glad to be able to, when shelter in place is lifted, I'll be able to offer Great. that as well. So we end each podcast asking our guests the same three questions. So 
we would like to ask mm-hmm. you this now. The first one is what is a book or a podcast or some other learning that you are doing right now that's really making an impression on you? That is a good question. So the funny thing is, the book that I'm reading is not making a good educational experience for me. It is more of like, I think escapism. Yeah, for sure. uh, so we've, I've been, the only two books I'm reading right now is the storybook Bible with my children, which has been actually wonderful. It's yeah. been really cool to um, connect with them that way. And then I've been reading Outlander. Okay. <laughs> that, girl, that's a separate podcast. That's another, I've been, I've been watching that. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, I cannot say, I would say that I've been doing, um, and as far as podcasts, I've been listening to a couple, but legal roadmaps has been something interesting for me lately, just because that's a whole different side. When you start a business, there's so much that you need to know and so much that I don't know about. So I've enjoyed listening to that. Um, And then this isn't a podcast per se, but someone that we support. um, There's a nonprofit on Instagram called My Pelvic Floor Muscles, and she's awesome. Um, so great. We've done some collaboration with her before and we now support her. And as we support her, she sends out a lot of educational materials as well, um, that are like included, I guess, Mm -hmm. in the support because she's all about just empowering people to be better therapists. And they like translate a bunch of educational information into like all of the languages. Oh, wow. That's cool. Amazing. Yeah. So we help support that. But with that, she also sends out a lot of neat education stuff that it's just fun to see different takes on things or learn something new. So I've been doing a lot of education through her. So filling up your own bucket. Sounds like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And when Jenna, what is, uh, what is your morning routine look like? Oh, it has been continuously changing lately. Um, I normally start seeing patients at 7am. So this has been a big change. Instead, we're homeschooling. Um, I do try to wake up before the children, which is hard because they wake up early. And I try to, for instance, we do a post each day. I try to usually get that post prepared and out before my kids are needing me. Um, just because that, so then I can easily, you know, answer comments or things like that as I'm getting them breakfast. But, um, So I try to do that before I am, of course, Brian and I like to try to find a moment to sit even for 10 minutes having coffee before we start Mm -hmm. our days that feel right now that feels a lot less possible. Like this morning, we try to do that and Michael poured his bowl of cereal out (laughs) and Mira was crying about him wanting to play with Lily instead (laughs) of her. And I mean, so, you know, all that stuff was going on. We were like, just eat your breakfast. But, uh. And then I do like to exercise in the morning. And so, but this keeps changing. You know, I had my routine and then we got into a new routine with homeschool that worked really well, but then it changed again as I stopped working and now it's changing again. So I think that it's a ebb and flow, Mm -hmm. but it does help me to be able to get some of my things out there and accomplished and into the world before my day starts so that I can at least go forward knowing that that's done. And if my kids need more than they usually do, I'm able to give that to them without feeling like I'm falling right. behind. I think um, that, that so, works with yeah. older kids too. So I'm glad you said that. Oh, yeah. Uh, last question. What does big self mean to you? 
That is a great question. Um, I'm a big encourager in people feeling free to dream, but then also setting up um, practical applications to reach those goals. Um, And so I think by big self, I think it really just means to me being the best version of who you are. And my biggest thing is so many people are so hard on themselves. So big self can be, yes, trying to strive to be the best version of you, but also just loving yourself in the process um, and giving yourself grace for the days that you feel like you maybe are less than. That's part of being big self, like to being big enough to give yourself grace and realizing that we're all just humans, right? Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. That's, that's really good stuff. Um, we know that you've done a lot of inner work to, um, to, you know, demonstrate a lot of this, this outer results too. And behind every great woman is a great man. So we know you've got a husband who is also a big self and we'd like to, uh, talk with him too, at some point. That sounds great. Yeah. Brian is, I mean, such an amazing supporter, uh, my feminist husband who like knows now more about the pelvic health than ever know people. Yeah. Um, but I, I absolutely love that. And yes, I mean, he spends his evenings editing our podcasts and I mean, doing all sorts mm-hmm. of work for us. So familiar. Hey, Jenna, where can, where can <laughs> yeah. people find you if they want to reach out and learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. So we do. Um, so our website is healathomemoms.com. And so we, it's pretty easy, Heal at Home Moms at Gmail as well. And then if you want to find our podcast, our Facebook, our Instagram, those are all also just our name, Heal at Home Moms. Um, so, yep, one name gets you all the places, and we are super happy to answer questions. Um, I think the things I'd like to help most people understand is that it is never too late to, to learn and start healing your body. Um, and then. Yeah. And just remember too, if you have other PT questions, you're also welcome to reach out because I do treat all the things. So, um, or I could point you in the right direction of someone who can help you if you, if you need some help. Thank you. Fantastic stuff. We're happy to help spread the word. Yeah. It has been a treat to have you on. Thank you. Excuse me. Um, and yeah, like I knew I, I wanted people to hear your story on a couple different levels in terms of the work you do and how you kind of logistically figured out how to do that. But as Chad just said, the inner work, you know, the kind of confronting our fears, finding our courage, like figuring it out, even when it feels big and like, I don't know which, what to do that the fact that you took the leap uh, and you did a lot of preparation in order to feel good about that. And Mm -hmm. I think that um, I people, I wanted people to hear your story and kind of um, see and understand the different layers of, of making your dream come true. So thank you so much for, for being on and sharing and being open with, with us. Um, yeah. And I just want you all to be safe. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. The big goal of what I'm trying to do, no biggie, but I'm trying to change the way that our medical system handles. And that's why you're a big builder. That's right. No big big deal. Right. I mean, but yes, happy. I mean, that's where like any, we've had great success, but I have to remember to look at the singular level too, of like each person that benefits or heals is like, that's, that's what matters. Yeah. And that's, that's the way that you get to 
that big goal is you help one person at a time and then that changes communities and then that changes a system. Um, the fact that you see mm-hmm. it that way, I think, um, and you've got it, you've got a big goal that drives you. Um, to me, that's, that's what you, you being a big self is about. So thank you so much for, for sharing your story with us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you guys. You guys be safe Thanks, and healthy. Jenna. And Oh, thank you. Well, we've never been healthier, actually, because we don't go anywhere. So we, <laughs> we normally have one kid sick at all times. And we were like, well, one of the benefits to this is, I mean, we haven't had a cold yeah. or a sniffly kid in the past yeah. six weeks. So really? this is awesome. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Self Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, join the community on Facebook at the Big Self Society. You can find us at big underscore self on Twitter. And we are also at the Big Self Society on Medium, where we feature and curate content on topics ranging from psychology to creativity and productivity. We'd love to hear from you. What show made an impact on your thinking, your habits, your decision making, or anything else? And anyone you'd like us to reach out to and have on the show, let us know.